Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What a world! Welcome and all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on the Ocho. It is Monday, August 31st, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you enjoyed the riveting football action that we got on Sunday evening from the Dallas Cowboys. Um, as mentioned, this is our Monday episode. I'm recording this Sunday night following Cowboys night, the blue and white scrimmage, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, you know, this, I think we all thought, certainly, and it was fair to have an inkling of this thought, but it was also very fair to consider the times and the way things have been. Uh, I think we all thought that we'd all be talking about some football right this uh this particular sunday night monday morning whatever you want to call it and um you know for me this you know kind of feels like you know i at least thought it would feel like uh you know the standard post game episode of the ocho that we have kind of discussing breaking down what we saw how the cowboys beat the eagles 45 to nothing whatever uh but obviously talking about the scrimmage and this is to be clear a traditional part of training camp. The Cowboys have traditionally held their blue and white scrimmage while still in Oxnard, and it's what it sounds like if you're new to this. The defense plays against the offense. The defense wears blue jerseys. The offense wears white jerseys, and it's just a scrimmage. It's a little bit more of a simulated practice than normal. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. However, it is a little bit more watered down than a normal practice, even in normal times. And so, in some ways, it's not even as intent or as detailed of a practice. But the point is, it is always broadcasted by DallasCowboys.com on all their social channels and locally in the DFW area. And so it feels like football. That's really what this is. Is this is this is kind of our, you know, the the, the groundhog saying, I don't know, I I'm not going to lie. I really don't know how Groundhog Day works, uh, which is something I've always struggled with, but <laughs> whatever. Um, and this Blue and white scrimmage, Cowboys night felt very, 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 very different than it ever has before, and not just because of the current climate of the world as we navigate COVID-19. Um, now, Mike McCarthy has had his fingerprints all over the Dallas Cowboys since taking over as head coach now back in January, right? It's been almost eight months because tomorrow is September. Um, and so we've seen a lot of changes, right? We, we, we've, we've heard that Mike McCarthy's big into analytics, and he's used all these buzzwords. He's talked about data and whatever. A lot of people are excited, and rightfully so. The Cowboys roster looks great. Uh, it does seem like they're doing different things. And I know I mentioned on the show um, last week how Mike McCarthy mentioned TV timeouts that they take during practice and how, uh, you know, they're simulating that. And I, I, I know that there's a line there where it becomes a little bit cheesy, uh, but I, I do kind of like the thought of that. I like the logic of that. Now, this was very different. Uh, 
before the scrimmage started, ESPN's Todd Archer was the first to report that the Dallas Cowboys were going to have their scrimmage without any names or numbers on player jerseys. This spawned some takes from people, all right? Um, and I'm, if you somehow didn't have a chance to watch, maybe you were busy, whatever, there were no names and no numbers on every single player on the Dallas Cowboys. And the purpose for this, as Mike McCarthy explained in his post-scrimmage press conference, and Jerry Jones also talked about this during the broadcast. He spoke with Bill Jones, Michael Irvin, and Nate Newton. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, we've heard across the NFL that because of the climate, and I, I think this is the case normally, but teams are you know searching all over the internet. They're Maybe checking Twitter, maybe listening to podcasts, uh, how y'all doing, um, you know, to find any morsel of information that they can find. Because you think about it, preseason games are watched by everybody. They're watched by scouts from opposing teams. And that's how, you know, when cuts are made, when trim downs are made, that's how players are poached or taken or signed or claimed or whatever by different teams because they've seen their tape and et cetera. That is obviously not an option here in 2020. And so, um, you know, there has been discussion that teams are following, you know, beat writers for different teams to get whatever they can. They're reading articles. Like I said, they're doing all this stuff. They're doing all this homework. And I, I respect the grind of that. And I certainly think that that exists. Uh, but the Cowboys apparently in an effort to avoid that, or in an effort at least to make it as difficult as possible for all these people, uh, took off the names and numbers from the player jerseys. Now a detail that I didn't see anybody talk about, but I I noticed myself, uh, I saw our friend Bobby Belt had a sarcastic tweet about this later, but if you go back and watch it, and I think it should be available for rewatch in the Cowboys social channels on, and on DallasCowboys.com, but if you go back and rewatch, all of the Cowboys rookies had stars on their helmets. Now, this is admittedly another cheesy cliche. Every Cowboys rookie has to earn the star, and it is what it is, but CeeDee Lamb, Trayvon Diggs, on and on and on, all had stars on their helmets. Here's my theory. I don't know if this is correct or not, but I think this is a cousin of the no names, no numbers thing in the sense that, um, you know, if, if the Cowboys went to the trouble of having no names and no numbers on their jerseys, um, but there was a clip of their starting offense running a play out of 11 personnel, CeeDee Lamb would be the only dude on that field on offense who would not have a star on his helmet, right? And so you're taking the name and the number off his jersey, but you are highlighting who he is in a different way by showing that he is the rookie with no star on his helmet. So maybe my theory is the star on the rookie's helmets was another layer, another level of camouflage, so to speak. I, I am a uniform – I'm obsessed with this stuff. And even I cannot believe, I mean, Mike McCarthy's made some waves on uniforms, people. He has the quarterbacks wearing red jerseys. He put names on the back of every player's practice jersey. And now here he is taking the names and numbers off uh, for the scrimmage. But beyond the name, number, and star thing, if you watched this scrimmage, these two hours, well, you didn't see any football. And again, if you watched it, you know what I'm talking about. You're nodding your head. You're agreeing, agreeing, agreeing. If you didn't watch it, you did not miss any football. Uh, the Cowboys were very, very specific in what they showed. And if you haven't watched it, I encourage you to go watch it just to check it out. Just watch 10 minutes and, and five minutes and you'll see that it is nothing but tight shots of players standing on the sideline, coaches standing on the sideline, a player just kind of chilling and standing and, you know, talking to somebody else. But absolutely nothing. The Cowboys did not show a shred of what they are doing because they want to protect it. And, and I get that. That's what I'm saying. I think there, there's a, there is a, a line of thought, certainly, 
Um, to, I think to the, the Jersey thing that it's, it's cheesy, it's hokey, it's, you know, silly, you know, whatever. But there is, like we talked about the TV timeout thing, there is some, some literal, objective, undeniable logic behind that. It's just how much of a value you place on it. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, we tweeted this from the blog and the boys account during the scrimmage. It is frustrating because we're all ready to watch football, right? We're, we're so ready for football. And, you know, this was kind of um, what, what it felt. I remember when I was a kid, um, my family and I, we went to, I, I won't say the restaurant because I don't, you know, I don't want to blast any restaurant, but we went to a restaurant and we ordered an appetizer and we were, you know, how like sometimes you're starving, right? And we ordered some onion rings and, you know, it was me and my parents and my cousin at the time. So there were four of us and the basket of onion rings comes and there are literally four onion rings <laughs> and I mean I and they weren't even these like big you know like hula hoop sized onion rings I mean they were like little you know maybe as wide as a soda can um onion rings and I think it was I remember because I, I had to have been like 10 years old I remember looking at the menu and it was two bucks and I was like these things were 50 cents each this is ridiculous and this kind of felt like that like we were all starving we ordered the onion rings let's go let's go let's go let's go and we got some huge 50 cent nothings. Uh, and uh, that's that's kind of what this was. And that's okay. I mean, because ultimately we all want the most success possible for the Dallas Cowboys, right? We all want the Dallas Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. We are in agreement on the goal that we all have, that we all want for the Dallas Cowboys. If this helps Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys, any inkling, it's worth it in my mind. And I know it's frustrating. Maybe you don't want to hear that, but I think it is worth it. And I think it's it's clearly how Mike McCarthy wanted to operate. And the other thing I will say, because there was some, you know, this is ridiculous type stuff going around on Twitter. Mike McCarthy is somebody who had to miss this game for an entire year. I mean, think about how long a year is. All right. The last, you know, what, uh, five months have felt like 10 years. All right. Think about how long a year is. And you know how, I mean, I don't want to say Mike McCarthy made mistakes, but you know how when we all make a mistake or we all get a second chance at something for whatever reason, it is, I am not taking any chances here. I am not going to squander this chance. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that this second chance, this second go around, that this goes absolutely perfect. And if that's going on here, I respect it. I, I, I respect that Mike McCarthy's trying to do whatever he feels is the best move for the Dallas Cowboys. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. 
so there was no football, uh, and which is really strange to say, um, but you know it, it 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 is what it is, unfortunately. And the most exciting portion of the evening, in my humble opinion, uh, was when Jerry Jones joined the broadcast. And I uh, mentioned that earlier. Uh, joined Bill Jones, Michael Irvin, Nate Newton, and um, you know I, I thought had one of the more interesting answers to any question that Jerry has answered uh, to this point. Um, he was asked about, uh, we, we all know C.D. Lamb's wearing number 88, and we know that part of the reason why was Jerry Jones wanted to see him wear it in honor of his late teammate, or late, you know, late teammate, late friend, uh, Jerry Lamb, who wore it at the University of Arkansas with Jerry. He was asked about this, and he kind of went into the strategy, sort of, of drafting C.D. Here's what he said. We were sitting there in that draft, and boy, there our end, our defensive end, fell to us from LSU, and we were so giddy. But there's at C.D. Lamb, and I'll never forget, my grandson, Shy reached over and punched me. I was sitting on the couch, and he said, production, Papa, production. Look at this production. Look at this production. Now, my other grandson had told me when they played LSU at Arkansas, everything they did, they had to game plan around that pass rush. So you say, well, what is this? Listening to grandsons. Well, and I looked up there, just reminded me that that last name was Lamb. We had it all for the right reasons. He's just a unique, unique football player, unique talent. And boy, it all fell together, and it just really was almost like an omen. He was certainly one of the best friends I've ever had. He lived vicariously every breath that I've got to be involved as a cowboy, and Jerry Lamb was an outstanding, great player and great leader. Um, now, obviously, Jerry Jones is talking about LSU edge rusher Kayla Von Chason, who ended up with the Jacksonville Jaguars, who, by the way, traded Yannick Ngakwe over the weekend to the Minnesota Vikings, who uh, no longer have Everson Griffin because he's a member of the Dallas Cowboys. So the Dallas Cowboys will face Yannick Ngakwe when they head there this Sunday before Thanksgiving, obviously bringing Everson Griffin with them. But back to CeeDee Lamb. Whoa, Jerry, your grandson punched you? That's nuts. Um, I mean, it's. I mean, I'm. I'm not suggesting that if not for CD's last name being Lamb or the punch that the Cowboys would have drafted Caleb on Chase on instead. But um, you know. We, we knew going into the draft that the Cowboys had eyes for Chase on, and Jerry obviously confirmed it again. Um, and just kind of funny that Jerry's grandson punched him. Uh, but, you know, it is, uh, it is what it is. I thought that was pretty entertaining. Um, the other thing, Mike McCarthy said this, this was kind of a simulation of a game. Um, he said that he was not a big fan of the fake crowd noise. We've heard that the NFL is experimenting. I think there's a decibel level that is the maximum. Uh, so shout out to the Atlanta Falcons. But uh, Mike McCarthy said he's not a fan. Um, I, speaking from other sports perspectives, I watch a lot of soccer. I've enjoyed the FIFA noise that they've piped in. I know they've done that in the NBA. I've uh, been a fan of that. I really think baseball, Major League Baseball, has, has done a great job handling the no fan situation I know I've said this before the cardboard cutouts from the angle that you watch every pitch from I sometimes legitimately forget that they're cardboard people and I think that they're real people so um I mean kudos to baseball for at least hoodwinking me but um personally I'm not a fan I, I mean I don't know how the crowd noise is like a big factor one way or the other but um at the very least the NFL seems like it's going to have the same level same volume same decibel of crowd noise uh at every stadium wherever the Cowboys and every other NFL team are playing so um I mean there's there's no weirdness there it's just uniform but I do wonder because the Cowboys are seemingly intent on having some fans whereas other teams are not going to have any for the first month or for this obviously it's different state by state so I mean well it be the same level of crowd noise if some 
facilities or some stadiums have fans, but others don't have. I mean, there, there are obviously a lot of questions, but Mike McCarthy, um, not a fan. He said he wasn't a fan. So, you know, um, you know, good for Mike McCarthy, I guess. But uh, Mike McCarthy also touched on there were two injuries that popped up uh, from throughout the scrimmage. And I'm recording this about 9 p.m. Central Time on Sunday night. So it's possible that more information has come out by the time you're listening to this. But as of 9 p.m. Central Time on Sunday night, nothing is really known about the status of either Xavier Woods or Ventel Bryant. Now, obviously, Xavier Woods, a starter on the Cowboys defense. Ventel Bryant, I think we're all rooting for him, but challenging kind of for the fifth spot at wide receiver we all know the top three are set Cedric Wilson has kind of cemented himself as the fourth wide receiver on this team number five that spot I think Noah Brown has the edge uh and then you know the competition's kind of Devin Smith Ventel Bryan etc uh but you know so not great to see him go down uh the status of him you know Mike McCarthy did say that there was not real any major concern when it came to either Ventel or Xavier Woods the Xavier Woods situation if you want to call it that is I mean, there is a safety on the market. And I thought, you know, it, it should be noted that the Los Angeles Chargers saw Derwin James suffer an injury. And on Sunday, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport tweeted about how the Seahawks, excuse me, the Chargers run the same defensive scheme as the Seahawks, obviously the Gus Bradley connection and whatnot. Um, and obviously Earl Thomas is still a free agent. We're over a week now into him being a free agent. And so the Chargers kind of emerged as a candidate for Earl Thomas because they're seemingly going to be without Derwin James for some time. Depending on what the status of Xavier Woods is, that would obviously change how the Cowboys are viewing or approaching or handling their safety position. So the Earl Thomas question is, is going to be a question until he has a team obviously and so it is still a question one week later I'm, I'm stunned honestly that he is still available a week later but um but so that's that from an injury standpoint also um if you follow Chidabe Awuze on Instagram, you might have seen, I know he posted on his story, it was a video, it looked like it was a top golf of Jordan Lewis um, playing. We've all obviously been wondering about him. Last week was, was a non-factor for him. He was wearing a walking boot. I believe this was posted Saturday. Uh, so, you know, Jordan Lewis uh, on the mend, Cheeto on the mend as well. It's that time, you know, uh, of training camp-ish, but Again, we are now inside of two weeks. Two weeks from this moment, we will be talking about a Dallas Cowboys game, what happened in L.A., whether they are 1-0 and or 0-1-1. Obviously, they could tie or draw, whatever you want to call it, but that is, uh, you know, a low likelihood. Um, and so, you know, the, the state of the Cowboys secondary is very much up in the air. Jerry Jones did talk about Trayvon Diggs and talked about his uh, versatility and how he used to be a wide receiver. He had a really cool quote, I thought. Uh, he talked, again, about how Trayvon used to be a wide receiver, and he said he uh, handles things like a wide receiver. He said he actually believes the ball is as much his as it is the receiver's. By the way, it is. Uh, so kind of a cool, fiery quote from Jerry Jones about Trayvon Diggs. Maybe, you know, at the very least, the – statuses of Cheeto and Jordan Lewis have allowed Trayvon Diggs time to learn and time to you know experience things time to get reps against Amari or Michael Gallup or CLM so uh, those can't hurt but the Cowboys definitely need their corners and their secondary and really all of their players to get healthy uh, because the regular season's coming I mean it is coming fast and we're going to blink and, and it's going to be here I mean think about it you know training camp started uh, a little bit over two weeks ago and in less than two weeks you know, this ride starts and, and the ride really does start because it's week one and then boom, it's week two and then bam, and obviously this way numbers work. But um, so and look, I don't know if Mike McCarthy wants to put the numbers. Maybe he's just going to refer to them as weeks. Um, you know, that's it's kind of up to him. He's the head coach. It's, it's his uh, his prerogative. But um, this should, you know, 
should make you feel happy. I think that Mike McCarthy has influence and has control. We, we've wanted that for so long, and I know that these things are a little cheesy, and I get that, but this on a level, not the level, but a level, this is, I don't want to say cool, but this is, this is neat. This is neat on a particular level at the very least. And so, you know, it is what it is. There's really no other way to say it. It is what it is. We will have a brand new episode of Girls Talking Boys coming your way later on today. Meg Murray joined by a special guest. That's all I will say at the moment. We will, of course, have our regularly scheduled program for you coming you throughout the rest of this week. Make sure you do subscribe to the Blog and the Boys podcast network so you get access to all of our wonderful shows. You get two episodes every single day. Every morning we start you off right here on the Ocho, give you the latest headlines and news nuggets all about America's team. And then later in the day, you get a meteor show to kind of sink your teeth into as far as America's team is concerned. Make sure you do also subscribe to the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. We have so many videos, so many plans, so many fun things in store for you this season. So make sure you search for us, subscribe. And uh, if you want set alerts, whatever, it's up to you. Make sure you also check out blogontheboys.com, your home for the latest and greatest in the world of America's team, the best website for the Dallas Cowboys all over the internet. That's right. Um, yeah, so uh, that about does it for our uh, our Monday episode. It's... Look, less than two weeks away. We're going to have some fun. Uh, I'm RJ Ochoa. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at RJ Ochoa. You can shoot me an email if that is more your speed, rj.ochoa at sbnation.com. And you can also do me a huge favor. You're going to have the absolute best Monday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out. Peace out.